Welcome. Oh God. Hello. Yes. Wow. So they dropped Everyone in wake with the up. welcome there. Like Hi. Oh. Uh, welcome to another episode of Our Files. I'm your host Nick. We have Shug. Thank you for having me. And Rochelle, as always. Hello. What an exciting episode. I today. This is probably my favorite episode. What? I love Amanda. Don't she, say. Amanda Sten, our very special guest. We'll get to her momentarily. I'm very excited. I wasn't here for this interview, so I'm just here to listen along with everyone else who's listening. So I can't Yeah, well, you really missed out. Wow. It's, it's great. <laughs> Don't you and Amanda have a nice friendship? A great friendship. I actually saw Amanda this weekend at Ashley and Jared's wedding. <gasps> What a wedding. <laughs> Rochelle just grabbed what? my hand with excitement. What a wedding. Was it pretty? It was, I mean, honestly, it's so funny. Ashley and Jared, you didn't expect anything less, but right. it was, I was in awe. It was. You were in awe? Just, it was a while, it was just, it was top notch. <gasps> it was really well like, executed. It was, it was really, the, the the mansion that their their reception was at was actually at the mansion that the first Great Gatsby movie um, was filmed <gasps> with Robert Redford, of which I didn't even know that at the time. I got a lot of people commenting how I looked very Gatsby-ish. You did. What a hot photo. <laughs> Anyways. Um, was, um, was it, because I know like Caitlin was there. Was that weird? What? You're so weird. Why am I weird? No, I saw Caitlin and Jason. We Have all you hung seen out. Her it recently? was great. Yeah. Uh, I last time I saw Caitlin, I haven't seen her in person in a while, but we yeah. have we've spoken. Yeah, you squashed it a little bit on the phone, didn't totally. you? Totally. I look for. I think Caitlin and I hopefully soon uh, will be doing each other's podcast. There was we had some discussions about it. We'll see. TBD. Um, uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but no, it was great to see her and Jason. We all well hung, all hung out and had a good time. Yeah, the wedding was fantastic. Uh, the I know some people on my Instagram. I, I posted a little like uh, Ben and I recreating when Harry met Sally. That's so that funny. was really good. That was uh, because at Ashley and Jared's wedding, uh, I don't think either Ash and Jared are overly religious, and so I, it, all weddings are different. Well, Ashley and Jared, in the true form of them, their passions, instead of doing uh, readings from the Bible at their wedding uh, at the wedding ceremony. They had their friends uh, do uh, uh, clips from their favorite movies. The first one was so from Jerry Maguire. Sweet. I love that. And the second one was from When Harry Met Sally, and I was uh, asked to do uh, that scene. Aww. Of Wait, which I was so you, off book. Were you Billy Crystal or were Billy you... Um, you were off book. I, I was off book. Ryan. I was off book. I got asked to do it that morning. I said, sure. And Aww. I felt like... I got an applause from the audience. No, it's fine. Um, do you remember any of it? Yeah, I could do it right now. Do this, it. This was at the ceremony. You know it was I at the hear ceremony. Some of it. Yes. I've been doing a lot of thinking, and the thing is, I love you. Aww. And she goes, "What?" And I go, "I love you." Well, how do you want me to respond to that? Well, how about I love you too? And then something, something, something. Cute. And then I give this whole monologue. About, Who did you do it with? Uh. Her like childhood best friend. Oh, cute! Uh, it was a fantastic wedding. So, uh, congratulations to a uh, Ashley and Jared. It was truly, it was a great weekend. Got to see a lot of my friends. It was an absolutely the weather. I mean, the the weather all weekend was like perfect. It was a non humid seventy eight degrees all weekend and sunny. It was it, it was really I was really impressed. Aww. It is a really great. Uh, it was emotional and and fun and exciting, and I got to see some great people. Cute. It was a really special weekend, and I'm very happy for them. And I had a, I had a ton of fun. Did you get any action? 
<laughs> I did Shall ask Amanda the to question. dance. Me, Amanda and I danced. I was like, hey, I mean, let's- A man and you? Amanda. Oh, Our Amanda. guest this episode, Shook. Oh, I don't know if you- you. I'm sorry. I'm, it took me- uh, Yeah. No, I mean, Amanda's a good friend, as you know, and we'll talk about it on uh, on uh, this episode. But yeah, we had a nice little dance. And mm. uh, yeah. No, I mean, she's a friend. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think Amanda and I- and, and Tanya Rad may have been the only single people there. No way. Like everyone. Oh my goodness. But I didn't go there to fuck. I went there to celebrate love. Was that in your speech? <laughs> <laughs> I did give a speech at the uh, 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 the the uh, rehearsal dinner. I got a little choked up. Aww. Everyone else cried too. Oh, Batch Nation has seen that before, am I right? The only reason I know that is because you've shown me a clip of you crying. Which of what I you asked was to see. Sweet. This wasn't yes, not I like did. A... Anyways, uh, congratulations. Yeah, to congratulations. My wonderful Yay, Congratulations. Ashley and Jared. Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, I know you have some Before strong feelings. Before we get to Amanda, it's, first of all, it's a great season so far. I want to backtrack and get a little... I have some strong opinions on 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 this whole Blake and and Kalen drama. It literally came out right after we recorded last week. <sighs> Rochelle, being the opportunist that she was, only cared about the fact that we couldn't cover this last week. <laughs> I, I was in, you know, we talked about. I was at Ashley and Jared uh, Jared's wedding to, to talk to a lot of bachelor friends. A lot of people also have opinions on this topic. I also learned some information about this this, and I have some strong. I'm. Uh, it's interesting because I tweeted something about. You know, oh, in the sh- on the show, I've had some uh, my experiences. I've had texts with people of which, had I released them, I could have maybe changed other people's opinions. I just have a serious problem with with Blake r- r- revealing these texts about Kaylin, even if it maybe in out of context. I mean, I, I think both people look bad, right? I'm not necessarily even defending Kaylin, and let's say she lied or stretched the t- truth. Um, yeah, is she maybe a little over dramatic? Fine, but like we also don't know in which the con. Like we're all basing this off of an edit that we're watching on TV, of which Kalen was talking about how Blake tried to silence her or that she regretted the experience. Right? I mean, is it a kind of a dick thing to say? Is is Blake uh, a criminal because he had sex with someone and said, "Oh, we shouldn't have done that"? No, it's just kind of a dick thing. My problem with the whole text part is. Uh, what what do we what did we think about Blake after watching before the text messages were released? What did we think about Blake? We kind of thought he was bas- basically a douchey fuckboy, right? Um, yeah, Michelle? he just came off like a player, like yeah, he's playing, right? Yeah, and Wait, so on this show or this in gen- general, general this this season, oh, for Bachelor, okay. the after before the text message were released, yeah. his edit, if you want to call it that, and yeah. his actions on there made us all kind of think. No, I guess Blake's a douchey fuck. And that's kind of what Chris teased on our podcast. Correct, right? And then as a result of that, Blake decided to release these text messages that he shared that were private conversations with him and Kaylin about a a night of which that were going to totally throw her under the bus. Right. And so the problem I have with that is Blake knew it was going to affect her. And then he deleted the text messages 10 minutes later. Right. I know by talking to a lot of people over the weekend that Blake admitted 
I know that she's going to look bad. Right. I know that he threatened people about releasing these text messages for months in anticipation is coming up, which uh -huh. makes it all that more premeditated. And then he ended up deleting it when it got really nasty. But it's not like he didn't realize this whole idea. I didn't think this would affect her the way it did. He knew. He knew. He admitted to it. There's texts out there of him saying this. Yeah. Thankfully, those people aren't going down the same path Blake did and releasing them. But like... It was premeditated. He knew it. It makes it all that much more nasty. He also, Blake, asked the advice of many people before he released these text messages. Every one of them advised him not to do it. Everyone. Every, well, I can't say everyone. Mm -hmm. I mean, usually when you ask a bunch of people for advice and they keep telling you what you don't want to hear, that's why you ask a bunch of people. Right. Because you want someone to, to agree with you. I'm sure someone in his circle agreed with him. A lot of people who were... Yeah. Uh, part of Bachelor Nation, who is it, uh, uh, advice he asked, told him not to do it, and he did it anyways. The problem I have with it is, like, all Blake's trying to do is, and that's Blake's problem to begin with. Like, is it a, crim a crime that Blake had a bunch of sex after getting dumped by Becca? No. He's allowed to do that. Doesn't make him a criminal. It might make him a douchey little fuckboy. <clears throat> but Blake is, uh, like, listen, this, and this problem is, this whole week, weekend of Stagecoach, Blake and his like uh, apology uh, note on Instagram. Was, yeah, it's up here. He's trying to paint it as like this one weekend of poor judgment. And again, it's not a crime, but like Blake. It wasn't a weekend. You had a bunch of sex. There's stories out there all over. And it's to the point like I, I witnessed it. Other people have witnessed it. In the brief times we, you hang out with him, he's had been told by friends and uh, acquaintances like myself who are like, hey man, slow down, buddy. And again, that doesn't make him a bad guy. It just makes him kind of a fuck boy and maybe a little bit douchey. We've all made mistakes. We all, all had our bad moments. But Blake, the problem I have with this whole scenario is Blake tried to show up to paradise and pretend to be someone he's not. He wanted people to keep thinking he was, say, more Ben Higgins than, right. than some other fuck boy. And it didn't go his way. And then he decided to retaliate. And it was a retaliation to release these text messages even if it was painting a picture and maybe there was, and again, I'm not defending Kalen. I'm just simply saying he knew that it was going to be out of context and he yeah. knew that she was going to get hate for it. And it was more important for him to try to change people's opinions back to like, oh, Blake is just a sweet boy who this was just one weekend where he got a little drunk and had a little bit of sex. No, he's been like fucking like crazy for an entire year. And what, buddy? That's fine. And had Blake showed up to paradise, walked up and met Chris Harrison. And Chris like, hey, Blake, it's good to see you. How's your year been? Well, Chris, I got to be honest with you. When he owned it. And when Becca broke my heart, I was crushed. And yeah. you know what? I responded maybe not the best way. I'm not necessarily, but I've, I've had a lot of sex, Chris. I've been, I mean, I have been sleeping with everyone. In fact, I'm a little nervous to go down these stairs because while I don't know who's down there and I'm not great at math, I'm pretty sure there's a couple of people down there I've I've banged. And I'm a little nervous about what they're going to say to me. And I guarantee you, if he would have said that, America would have been like, eh, I've been there. It's mm -hmm. the problem is he's trying to pretend he's something he's not. And he's not the Blake that we all, that the, he loved his edit and he loved that everybody revered him and thought he was the sweetest guy ever. And he tried to pretend he's still that guy all while going down and and having some sex and being, and he's just stupid. Well, and we found out this week that he went to visit Hannah G before. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? Uh, Hannah, I mean, yes. I mean, again, all premeditated. And then he goes and asks out Tasha. Yeah, bizarre. 
listen, I mean, you know, who knows? He, you know, Blake might be like, oh, the producers told me I should have. Like, if you can't, again, producers don't have a gun to your head. It, and that's the problem is he went in with some plan. Uh, right. Him and Hannah had this plan. I mean, when Hannah, when Dylan comes up and mm-hmm. and uh, is talking uh, to to Blake and then, and like, Hannah just looks like in that moment, she's just standing there and literally not saying anything. Yeah. And it was just more like her trying to figure out who will give me the most Instagram followers Ooh. in that moment. That's just kind of the impression. She's just, for, for Blake to go down there and they kind of, I don't know what that was, but it seemed like a very planned event of which they kind of had a plan. And listen, they're not the first people who go in to there. To make out in front of Dylan, you mean? No, to like date on Paradise. Oh, to date. Yeah, obviously that was their plan. That that happens all the time and whatever. So I'm not criticizing them for that per se. It's just more like, it's not cool that Hannah wasn't honest about it. Um, And I I just, again, this whole like, as far as the text messages go, uh, this is who Blake is. And that's fine. That doesn't make him a bad person. It makes him a fuck boy. It makes him potentially a shitty guy for being willing to throw other people under the bus to protect an image that isn't accurate about himself. Just to, I mean, this is probably annoying, but is, isn't that kind of what you did with Andy? You kind of threw her under the bus. With oh, that. a lot of people, again, I'm not defending again. What the problem is I, I had a lot of people like when I text something, I, I wasn't, I've, how many times have we, have you talked about like, I, I wish I didn't do it. Right, right, right. And I'm not justifying it. That was, a a um, a live moment of which I regretted saying that in the moment. Is this the, why did you meet love? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and again, like, I don't think Blake's necessarily, but, but again, finding out that for months, Blake had considered these release of text messages, asked people's advice, got advice about not to do it, still do it. It wasn't a, a million, spur of the moment. It wasn't a spur moment. Admitted to people. He knew it was going to make her look bad, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, not cool. I mean, again, yeah. we all make mistakes in a reactive moment. We all re- respond emotionally. And like I've said before, I, I, I often regret those times in life where I've regret, uh, reacted emotionally. I never regret not reacting emotionally, letting time settle, yeah. and then maybe reacting in a way that isn't based off of my emotions. Yeah. What do you think about Chris Harrison said in an interview for The Hollywood Reporter that it's the same. It's akin to releasing someone's nude pictures. Dean said that, not Chris Harrison. Did Chris Harrison say that too? Yeah, Chris Harrison. Um, that. That's a little strong. I mean, I think nudes are, are um, it's a violation of trust. And also texts are completely out of context. As Kalen said, Blake and, and uh, Kalen dated before, before this whole stage coach weekend. And that's when he like allegedly ghosted her, which all could still be very accurate. That has nothing to do with these texts. These texts are basically a night at stagecoach where they're both drunk and she wants a little sex. Right. That doesn't make anything she said not true prior to that. It just means that in that moment, she still wanted to have sex with Blake. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that the next day she, he could still could have been like, we shouldn't have done that, which is all fine. Yeah. He's allowed to say that and we can all judge whether he was douchey for saying that or kind of a dick. It doesn't make it untrue. Yeah. Uh, I think what Blake said was shitty. Or what, what he did was shitty. I think it's ten times shittier that it was premeditated. He knew, and he was only he only gave a shit about his um, false narrative that he wanted to maintain. He was told by friends not to go to Paradise because, like, dude, there's no way this isn't going to come out. There's there's no way your activities for the past year isn't going to come out. And he still went, and that's on Blake. 
and to try to like a last ditch effort to save his uh, his brand was to throw Kaylin under the bus. Yeah. And again, I'm not defending Kaylin if she was uh, exaggerated or whatever. That's not okay too. It's a bad look for everyone. I'm just more talking about what what Blake did and his whole general thing. I will say I'm, I'm paradise. I don't know what you guys think, but I do find it fascinating so far this season that you have Dylan, the guy who's just, I want to be with Hannah. And you have Blake, the guy who's like, eh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to, I'm going to play my field, play the field, play his field. I don't know. And it's so funny out there. I'm watching this episode and how many of us, even Amanda coming up on this episode talks about her poor taste in men or how she's always going after the wrong thing or the yeah. red, every time a guy shows a red flag, it's almost like a shiny toy that we want to fix. Hannah in past episodes going after the wrong guy. And here you are again, this seemingly nice, good looking guy in Dylan who at worst might be a little soft. Uh, and then like she's getting, all her friends are telling her, her Demi, don't do this. Blake's an idiot. And yet Hannah is just, seemingly she seems way more into blake yeah she seems like she's just like if if she feels like blake's fully into her yeah he's she's feel like she's ready to set dylan aside yeah right i don't know i think so well her face when dylan was kissing her neck was just like she was like in somewhere else not there right i i mean i don't know it just seems like she is reluctantly dating dylan because he's nice do, you, do we think that it's more that you know more than anything because they are it's just this whole thing is so weird because like they're in this like time restraint you're it's almost like they're in a weird science project is all i keep seeing because and i'm wondering if like the the basic psychology of humanity comes out in these things and and that being we want what we can't have and what's presented to us in an easy way is kind of you know human nature as we we tend to kind of turn our nose at it. So, you know, the one guy, the dark haired one, not Blake, what's his name? Sorry. Dylan? Dylan. Dylan with D- I know. Sure. Dylan. <laughs> Dylan, but Dylan is like, I'm here for this. I'm in. It's easy for her to turn to him. He's sweet. He wants it. Whereas Blake, like you said, he's like one foot in, one foot out. And it's like for Hannah, time restraint is there. They only have four weeks. Like that pull is just naturally stronger. Dylan's a stage five clinger. That's unattractive to everybody. I don't That's know. I feel like if Dylan played it a little differently and not as like sure, I bet she would be more into. Well, it, to your Dylan. point, it is fascinating watching the show because again, this whole Hannah Blake meetup in Alabama is a very strategic play and all about like, how can we maximize our time on the show? That's what I'm saying. Like it's such a, especially this one, getting to know The Bachelor with you all, you know, last season was really interesting because this was like slower burn because it's one person. Whereas this one, all of these people are in the science project. Totally. It's a little different. Listen, and everyone responds differently. Mm -hmm. Some people are like, Demi didn't talk to anyone, you know? Uh, A lot of people don't. I mean, when I went on, I went on Paradise, like, Jen and I talked a little bit before. Oh, you did? Yeah, we, we, we met at a party. We had talked before. And all of a sudden, like, when you go on, I when I went to Paradise and I showed up, and Jen and I talked about it, I'm like, I'm not lying to anyone. I showed up and I'm like, I don't know when Jen's coming, but if Jen shows up, I'm going to ask her on a date. And I was like, Amanda, I'm going to ask. Just see, I, I was, like, showed up. I'm like, I'm here for basically Jen. She mm. wasn't there, so we can go on it. Everyone fucking knew that when Jen showed up, if Jen showed up, 
I was going to ask her out. Uh, and it was like, if you, if I get sent home before she shows up, so be it. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Everyone like the, don't lie. Just don't lie when you go down there. And again, people like everyone's talking before paradise. Now, literally everyone, there's so many events where it's impossible not to meet, but this whole, like what people are doing is they're like negotiating with each other and then thinking that's not going to get out. Mm -hmm. And they start having all these other relationships, but to say you meet someone and talk and express some mutual interest, like, and then they start lying. Hannah is just as like Hannah's excuse. Well, I didn't want to, uh, I thought it was between Blake and whatever. And I don't want to call him out. Like, I, it, I think Hannah, she's, she, here's what I don't get. These situa these situations that happen with Hannah. And then who is the other girl who's going out with Clay? Nicole. Nicole. What is what are what are these fights where these two guys are basically arguing in front of these women? That's kind of and hot. Talking. It reminds me of like That's kindergarten <laughs> guys like fighting over you. You you fascinate me so much, Rochelle. We're like I'm watching it. <laughs> I'm watching it. I'm the guy here, and you are constantly just like you know losing your shit about these random like you know uh, what? like you know like men and women dynamics and and uh, all the stereotypes <laughs> are out my there. Shit. You sometimes listen. You have triggers. And and that's fine. But all of a sudden, I'm watching two guys talking about a girl right in front of her, debating what's best for her. Oh, no, that bothered me. Yeah. Why don't they just ask her? Well, also, why, doesn't, why don't why these women speak up? Why do these women go? Why are these women letting it happen? Yeah. There is something hot about it, I think. That's Getting what it is? Getting fought over. That's like goes back to like whatever times. It's such a double standard. You guys confuse me. Why? Did, I, I'm told. I'm thinking I was judging Hannah for watching two guys fight over her like that and watching two guys talk and try to figure out what's best for that her. That is true. That's a good Why point. wasn't she like, that's hey guys, weird. hey listen, if that's if she wants to talk to Blake, yeah. why don't she go, Dylan, listen, yeah. I'm sorry, but I want to finish this conversation. With no, Blake. you're right. Why don't she awkwardly make two guys fight right in front of her and just be like, I'm sorry. Them. They were going off on their own and yeah, she, she was standing there listening. Of course she could have interrupted, but they're also twice her size and she was just standing there playing with her ponytail. I mean, the whole thing, again, she's playing a game. These people aren't really into anybody and fine. they're playing a game. She's probably sitting there thinking like... How does this play best on TV? Is it if oh, they keep fighting or she, if it isn't? That is 100% what she was doing. I totally agree. I just think in general... When, when listen yeah, you talk about women world, having a voice like have, speak up no i agree with that that did bother me too and they're like this is what she wants no this is what she wants like she's literally right there but her. why doesn't she speak up and say no guys this is what i want why you guys talk about having a voice her? all the time fucking use the voice in the wow, situation okay hey, but you wow. need to point the finger at what the do guys you mean? That, and the guys should have asked her not they absolutely should have i don't think the guy should be doing it either but why doesn't why doesn't the, these women take the time to say why are you guys talking about what i want let me tell you and i find i'm watching this episode i'm like oh really what i'm really curious what rochelle's gonna think about this guy and now she walks in she's like oh that was fucking hot you know i was wet the whole time and i'm like what really i didn't huh i thought you're gonna be like oh mad and shit and like i'm fuck. surprised that you didn't like dylan Oh no! Right? Not into the way he's acting. Ugh. No, I mean, I, I get, I, I get that, and he does look a little soft, but it, mm -hmm. it seems sometimes like value <sighs> yourself. Totally, yeah. but we're all in fairness to Dylan. We're seeing. Well, we'll see how he takes this because I feel like this move of Hannah's with the making out on the beach, and because she like turned down the date, so that gave him hope. Right, yeah, I, in fairness, and then he, Dylan, yeah. she comes back to him, and and then she goes and makes out with the other guy on the beach. So now, 
Dylan really needs to shut it down. Yeah. And <laughs> Dylan needs to, to get out Dylan, of Dylan, he's not some wet blanket who's not objecting to anything she's doing. He's like, well, this is fucked up or but and you know, he's That's true. He's he's taking stands, <laughs> but he's just want he wants to keep giving her every opportunity mm-hmm. to like him. Mm-hmm. And his 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 rope is long. His rope is long. You know, his rope is very yeah. long. And we're not talking about his dick. I mean, I have no idea. Maybe he's <laughs> trying. Um but uh yeah yeah i don't know i uh hope you enjoy this episode with amanda Staten, and uh yeah until next week <laughs> amanda Staten. hi how are you i'm good thanks how are for you? coming thanks for having me very excited about this amanda and i have been friends for some time now we were talking about this before we started recording we met uh have we, I, I feel like I feel like I met you for the first time at uh, what's that bougie bar that like like people go to? It's on uh, La Cienega. So we met at Warwick, but it was after. No, it was, not not that one. I feel like well, that's that also a bougie bar. I feel like we're really shaming ourselves right now in terms of where are the places we've. <laughs> was it nice guy? Nice guy. Was it nice guy? Yes, thank you. Oh, I did meet you at yes, Nice Guy. That I was the first that. time I met Amanda <laughs> yeah, Staten. Just I, randomly? I was like, yeah. I don't really go to Nice Guy, uh, <laughs> but I got my my friends were going, and then you walked in with a friend, and yeah. that was the first time I met you. And That's then right. you were asking me who I thought was going to be the Bachelorette. Yeah. And then the second, no, I think that was the second time I met you. Because the first, so? yeah, the, I remember the first time I met you was at Woman Tell All, how we all went out after. Uh, yes. To Warwick. Also, again, ran into them. No. No. I don't believe that You for were a at our second. table. I swear to God. I swear to God. Oh. I was out with some friends. <laughs> and Stumbled upon the I entire really, cast. I really... No, I sw- what a coincidence. I swear wow. I swear to God. you. I was there first. I didn't talk yeah. to anyone from that at, at the time. I wasn't talking to any of you women. That's um, surprising. Um, no, I, w- I really wasn't. Okay. Um, certainly no one who showed up. That's for sure. And um, and then I was like, I-, I was not thrilled because again, at this point, keep in mind, I-, I was, this was before Paradise. Yeah. I had the thing with Caitlin the year before and I didn't want to look like Ben Z showed up, I remember. And it's he like was, a thing, like the guys that show up to the woman tell all. Totally. Like it's like and I remember Ben Z like was in- thirsty, like bachelor yeah. thirsty. Ben, ben, ben That's why he doesn't want to admit it. Ben DM'd me and he was like, <laughs> hey, no, Ben DM'd me and he was just like, and he's like, You're, I'm in town. I'm like, oh, we should get together. And I'm like, well, what are you planning on doing? And he goes, well, I'm going to definitely meet up with the girls from Tello. I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. And then yeah. I went out with some friends and went to Warwick. Uh-huh. And then they and then all showed that. up. I had no idea. Well, wow, the going- universe really conspired in your favor. Yeah. Anyways, uh, it was a lovely time. Friend. And that's when we hung out. Yeah. And you helped me find my phone that I lost. Amanda lost her phone. Yeah. Did you think you were going to be... You were in the running for The Bachelorette? No. No? Not at all. No. And like, That's not true. No, I really didn't. I never, I never did. I don't believe you. I swear to God. I mean, every, everyone, okay, don't get me wrong. When you get eliminated from your season, you have that moment where Especially you're like, top four. could it be, could it be me? But also, I don't think like I was in a place where I could have handled that. You, you would have turned it down? No, I, okay. You always say this. I, of course, I wouldn't turn it down, <laughs> okay. but I just don't think I, I don't think I would have been a good bachelorette. 
that's a different, that's honest. Yeah. And I don't necessarily agree with that, but I felt like, I feel like when you asked a, a nice guy, when you're asking me who I thought was going to be the bachelorette. Did I really ask you that? Yeah. I definitely remember. And can't, See, I, I remember because I didn't that. know who you were at this time and here like, yeah. who do you think is going to be the bachelorette? You know, <laughs> do you think it's going to be so-and-so? And all I remember is like, she wants, I'll be like, she was like, you're kind okay. of fishing. Yeah. You know? Okay. Maybe, 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 maybe I was a little thirsty back then. I just no, not thirsty. Hey, to your point, you're right. You yeah. don't go and you don't you don't finish top four or five and keep in mind none of us have done this at this point your first time you get eliminated yeah. you're bummed and like the consolation prize is could it, oh, could I it wonder happen? if I could be the yeah. Madrid, yeah. You know? like there's nothing yeah. wrong with that yeah. and anyone who says otherwise is lying it's true yeah I mean I it, it's it's totally true it doesn't mean that's why you went it doesn't mean the whole time but it's like you just Afterwards. got dumped yeah and you're just like well I mean, you know, what's next? What's next? I I do think I don't know how it is now. I do think at least back in the day, most people never really imagined being the bachelorette or their bachelor because it sa- felt so surreal. Would you agree? Uh, yeah. No, I get what you mean. Yeah. You know, like I can't believe I got casted on the show, right? Let alone like have your own. Season. And then you know, all your friends are like, "Oh, wow, you could be the next bachelor." Uh, You're like, yeah. "No way!" I'm like, yeah. "I can't even like I'm going home week one." Yeah, but now people are thinking of that at the get go. I think I feel like it's changed a lot. I think it's changed just because there's such a. I don't even know if it's necessarily the lead, but I think everyone's going in with these. Uh, it's all about the followers. It's all about the followers now. For you sure. don't. I mean the the Jed drama and like all like and again not to sh- shit on the girls in the franchise. I think the men and the women are just as guilty on both sides of any type of insincerity of going on the show it is not just the men at all um would you agree yeah i agree i do think though that the attention is different this is always what i say is that like okay so yeah like you know the instagram fame and all that like girls and guys probably are equally as guilty when it comes to that but when it comes to the attention that you get from the show like a majority of people that watch the show are women Mm -hmm. so your followers are all women right Mm -hmm. so like when you're a girl and you go on the show, your followers are like, where'd you get that shirt? What kind of makeup are you wearing? When you're a guy and you I go know, on the cha-ching. show, they're like, hey, <laughs> take me home. Like, So I feel like it's like guys that probably didn't get a whole lot of attention before the show, like love the attention where like the girls on the show don't really get the same kind of attention. If that makes sense. I agree. I get what you're saying that there's a different type of attention and yeah. that when the men go out in public, it's a lot of, uh, you know, a little bit of that. And a the women and the women say, certainly get approached, but it's differently. Also, the men, especially the bachelor guys, are also fucking tall, right? So you're also standing out in a crowd. I mean, oh. if Amanda goes out in a crowd, she's five foot right. three. Most Four. people don't even see. I do think the guys get a little bit more uh, attention that way, and it's fleeting, yeah. and it kind of. Um, but yeah, but I don't know. That's I don't think that's why the men go on. No, but they they like like it afterwards. You know, they take advantage of it after. Yeah, it changes uh, them you in a dated way. A, well, you dated some that maybe were particularly notorious in that space. Maybe one. One in particular, Robbie, yeah. was yeah. that's like his. That's his life. That's his what's life. his life. Uh, that's what he lives for. Hitting. Uh, I was once told uh, from not Amanda. That uh, it was actually a hairdresser on a show I just shot, a scripted show. Yeah. And she had met uh, Robbie and some of the other guys. 
and I was told that uh, they admit their shtick, their thing. What they do is they go out to the bars and they'll get uh, approached and noticed by uh, women about being on the show. And you they, think Robbie still gets noticed? Of course. <laughs> I think sure. he told me this actually. Uh, I did tell I, I told him that yeah. when we were in this in, in New York. And uh, they're, they're, here's their shtick. It's like it's a it's literally they've admitted that they're they basically will go up to and then they tell these girls that they can get them on the show. They can get them casted. No. And they're like, oh, you can totally go on the show. I'll show. I'll get you in. I'll make all the introductions. <gasps> and they use that to sleep with them. And then obviously never get them. On and the never show. get them on the show. Really? And then the other, the hairdresser is telling me this story and she's like, does that really work? And the guys are like, oh, hundred percent. Every time. Every Works time. like a charm. Oh. And these are like 21, 22 year old yeah. women that they're, you know, call, girl, they'll go to places that are like strong in the college community. In like college towns. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Robbie Hayes. Yeah. It's gross. Uh, Anyways, never there he is. You never, never use a bachelor to get. Uh, people ask me, should I go on the show? I'm like, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, like, listen, if you get the opportunity, what I always tell people, if you don't have to sacrifice anything that you aren't willing to never get back, then go. <laughs> no, I'm serious. So like, dark. Well, it, but that's the truth. Like, if you have a dream job, don't quit your dream job if you won't get it back. Mm. That's true. Uh, if, if, if you have a boyfriend you love, don't break up with him if you think he's the one or a girlfriend. But if, you know, if you don't really like your job or you don't have a job or you can always get that job again and you're dating someone and you're like, I've been thinking about bringing up with them anyways, why not? Go for it. Yeah, no, I agree. Right? Yeah. Rochelle, what? Oh, I just wonder, like, are, are you, like, happy with how it's all turned out for you, like, being on The Bachelor? Yeah. No, I, I always say the same thing, too. I'm like... I, there, oh, this is really close to my mouth. Um, there's like pros and cons, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like you have you have moments where you're like depression, oh, like uh, is yeah, a con? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loneliness. You have, yeah, you have moments sometimes where you're like, oh, I like, I kind of wonder what my life would be like if I had never done it. Sure. But then you also have so many good opportunities. What do you and think your life would be like if you've never done this? I honestly don't know. Do you think you... I was I was going through like a huge life change already mm-hmm. um, during the time that I went on the show. So you, it was, I don't know. You're single now. Yeah. Do you think had you not gone on the show, you would still be single? I, don't, I honestly don't think so. You think you'd be in a relationship? I do. Oh, yeah. Same. That's yeah. Same? Mm-hmm. Oh. I, yeah. People people always ask me too. They're like, oh, going on the show makes it so much easier. You're going to meet all these people. Like, like, actually, I think dating is so much harder after the show. Well, yes and no. I also like it's a huge risk. It's non-traditional. Like yeah. it's not. Uh, can we take. Okay. <laughs> Robbie's pictures. Is just, <laughs> like that's enough of shirtless Robbie. Yeah. Um, Let's not. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, we brought Amanda here to talk about a bunch of interesting things, not just The Bachelor. Uh, she has a new book coming out called... Called Now Accepting Roses. Now and Accepting it Roses. It's out on September 3rd. Ooh, September 3rd. It's coming you out. Can, you yeah. can pre-order it now. We'll get into what her, her book is about. Amanda and I have been... Uh, we've gotten to know each other. We've So we've known each other for, what, three years now? Yeah, about three years. You dated. You've been... Per- we went on a date. We went on a date <laughs> paradise. I mean... Sure. Yeah. Uh, we but we've always been good friends. Um, Amanda has uh, throughout the years talked about and been open about your relationship. 
What yeah. are some things about your relationship, uh, and maybe this is in your book, I don't know, um, that you know you find frustrating? You know, as a young woman, what's the the biggest frustration? I think you, do you have, or do you still don't understand or get? Okay, so just like over the past few years, I've been in a few relationships or dated you know, a few different guys. And one thing I've noticed is like, there's not one thing. And I think this is like, what's getting so frustrating in a sense is like, it's not like, okay, so like in one relationship, like everything could be great, but it's missing one thing. Mm -hmm. And then the next relationship, it's missing another thing, but it's something completely different than the other relationship was missing. And it's like, there's just different things. And but that's probably normal though. It's normal. Yeah. But I've just realized like I used to be But these are, are these specific things that like, you they know, were like it, big enough issues for me okay, to be like, that's what I mean. to be like, this isn't going to work for me long term. Can I get an example of one? Okay. So for one would be, okay, there's obviously like a guy who's kind of shady or you don't trust and whatever. Uh-huh. That's one issue. Um, so that thing you don't have. What? what okay. So I, I've been in a relationship with you a guy who I didn't trust him. Okay. You know? What else? And then I've been in a relationship with a guy who was really controlling. Okay. And I couldn't deal with that. Hmm. And then, yeah. And what else? You know, it's funny because, okay, Nick, he already knows all of this anyways because I... Okay. I think there's a really interesting... Okay, he's he's really interesting. So, like, I was in a relationship, and this is, like, coming coming out of relationships where, like, this wasn't the biggest issue. Like, I mean, with Josh, for example, like, we had a very passionate relationship, like, mm-hmm. like a bachelor in paradise. Like, there were other... Issues mm-hmm. in that relationship. This is the first time that I was experiencing it. Ew. Like, ew, 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 okay, ew. Yeah, ew. Um, but no, it was the first time I was in a relationship with somebody for a little bit. And we were, it was like very platonic. Like it wasn't very, we didn't have like a very good, like, wasn't very romantic. Wait, you were making out like nonstop on the oh, show. No, 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 not Josh. Not Josh. Oh, not Josh. Josh. Yeah. She's someone from her past. Okay. Yeah, someone from my past. So yeah, it was, it was pretty like platonic. Wasn't very romantic, like in any sense. And we had so many opportunities to be really romantic. Like we would go on trips together and stuff like that. And it was just very. So the sex life wasn't awesome. Yeah. And it was more, it, it felt like you had a buddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, it was like, I could just be dating one. Would of my you friends. describe like this kind of person? So it's interesting because like, you know, you had the, the controlling and you had the shady and yeah. you've had, you know, and so was everything else about this other person pretty damn good? No. <laughs> no. He was kind of shady too. Oh. So then 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 that's where, that's where it was really bothering me cuz I was like, okay, everything else was perfect, but like this wasn't working. Maybe we could fix it. And so I tried, but then there were other things too, like So you're not, you're know. in a relationship and you're not getting laid. I wouldn't say not, but not in like a natural passionate like mutual way it was very like planned like oh i'm gonna like get ready for bed and brush my teeth and take a shower and then let's watch one episode and then after this episode then we can he he was saying this i mean it just kind of worked like that i feel like that's just a long-term relationship but but this wasn't like a long-term relationship do you think (laughs) so that's what you think michelle do you i mean i i the thing that happens a lot that happening later was was it like this pretty early on it was like from the very beginning like there was just no like chemistry, but there. also even if that happens in a long term relationship, wah. I mean, I get sometimes, sure, sometimes. you're both busy, yeah. you know, things like that. But 
but you still have moments where it's like fun and romantic and passionate or whatever. What about like when you were like hanging out, like was there a lot of uh, affection or do you like PDA? I mean, I, like, you I know, guess, yeah. Like, like I'm some, not against right? it. An yeah. appropriate amount, not yeah. like. I think I'm really close to this microphone. I'm like, it's totally fine. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I do. I'm not against PDA. And how did you, did, did you tell this person that you were sexually frustrated? Yeah. So the thing was, so How'd you he, do that? I, mean, okay, I feel like this that is, get defensive. This is kind of funny. So it was like, a, it was a sensitive subject. It took me a while to like feel comfortable imagine, enough to yeah. bring it up. And then I was trying to be like nice about it. And, you know, obviously just like communicate how I was feeling, but there were other things that were weird too. Like it wasn't just like the sex life. Like it was things like he didn't like to kiss at all. Uh uh-uh. What do you mean? Didn't like to kiss. So he would kiss me, but, th- but then like, okay, this, this was one thing that bothered me, but he always had his eyes open. He never closed his eyes. Oh God. <laughs> never? Never. Do you, do you, I would do literally you sometimes guys I'd close always eyes. close their eyes. No, but like you, like you don't like, they're not wide open. If I think if I was kissing a guy and I opened my eyes, he was staring at me. I would be so scared. It's, yeah, it's like, staring it's like at you. Like, I don't, I don't like no, kiss yeah. a girl and stare into her soul, but like, I don't like kiss a girl and immediately close my I mean, eyes. Okay. Not like that. But like, like his eyes were like wide open. <laughs> like he would like open your eyes and go. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, I don't know. It was weird. And so there were things like that. And so then when I you, finally brought up the frustrations, like, Hey, like what's going on here? He was like, well, you should be thankful because, Wait, yeah, because every other girl that I've dated, like, I don't even kiss them. And I kiss you all the time. And I am super affectionate with you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not normally like this. So I was like, okay, that's great. Like, that's cool that you're like that with me and you why weren't like that. But like, at the end of the day, I don't really care what you were like with anyone but else. I, I no? would, sure, that's true. But also, like, I would be time up be like, why the fuck not you <laughs> kissing your girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't know. make you sound better. It makes you sound worse. Exactly. Yeah. I was just like, okay, so no. clearly this, like, isn't something with me. It's just like a weird is he issue that he has i guess but is he a sexual sexual person i guess apparently not is I he i didn't a, think so but and he's into women I, yeah i don't know it's i don't weird. know i mean that's that's yeah. a that's an aggressive trait to like go to your current girlfriend and say i don't even kiss i've never kissed any of my exes well no he, like yeah like it, he's like i everyone knows they don't like kissing that's like who i am and i was like okay <laughs> I don't know. It, it was just all. It was. I all don't odd. like kissing. That's who I yeah. am. So, anyways, weird yeah, flex. It, it, got, it, <laughs> it just got to a point where I was like, okay, I feel like we're just friends. It's you know. Man, so there was no like great sex, ever. No. How did that make you feel? Did you ever? Did it ever? I asked this because we get a lot of questions about like. I mean, I think that there's a theme with some of our, especially female audience, that men are, you know, men in the frying pans, as as Emily said, you know, uh, in a few episodes Dr. ago, Emily. Dr. Emily, and they always want to have sex. And yeah. so when a guy doesn't, I feel like traditionally women tr- think that there's something wrong with them or yeah. they're doing something wrong because yeah. all guys like to hook up. Totally. Yeah. No, it, it makes you, uh, at first it made me like super insecure. Cause I was like, Hey, I'm dating this person. And I don't think he's sexually attracted to me, you know? Yeah. And that's like a problem. I was like, Hey, like what's going on here? And, um, I think, you know, by the end of it, I accepted the fact that like, I think that's just how he is. There were other things too. You know, I think he's just like emotionally unavailable in certain ways, you know? And I think that kind of comes with it. So I, at, by the end of it, I knew it wasn't me, but I definitely went through a period of time where I was like, 
is there something wrong with me? Are you not attracted to me? Like it made me kind of lose my mind a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can only imagine. How did yeah. you get through that? How, I mean, where did you go from having that insecurity to realizing this is not a me problem, it's a him problem? I think the more that I got to know him and like understand him as a person, it made sense. Like I would see him in other situations, even just with like his friends or how he was even, I don't want to say because it's going to give away who it is. So I, yeah, I can't say. Um, but I would see how he was with other people that he like, cared about and loved and he wasn't the most affectionate with them like he just wasn't a very warm person so i was like okay it, i don't think it's me yeah, i think it's, it's just how he well, is that's i mean good that you realize it's not you yeah right but i mean again i'm not i wouldn't be described as an overly affectionate person in general like i'm not like for like i have a brother who ever yeah. since he was alive literally to this day the first thing he does when he meets anyone is give him the biggest, warmest hug. It's beautiful. Luke is just a sweetheart. Yeah. And I'm just like, not that way. But <laughs> in a relationship, I'm very affectionate. And I'm, I love to be very physically drawn to the person I'm dating. So yeah. hard, like it's... Okay, I, I can't... Okay, so there's like not too much I can say because I, no, I don't want to yeah. say who, total, whoever it total. is. But um, yeah, no, there, there were other things too. It was more like even just in conversations, like it was very surface level. Like you couldn't go deeper. It, it was just like, you know, it was very, it was, it wasn't just that. But at first that's, that was kind of the first thing I noticed to be honest. So now Cause it stuck out to me. So like, this isn't what I'm used to. I guess. You've kind of admitted to, and I think this, you talk a little bit about this in your book, your uh, track record and your selection. <laughs> your picker's off. Of men. Your it picker's is. off. It's so bad. Your picker is off. Yeah. It's the, I, think it, we, I think it's fixed. How it. do we improve your picker? I think I fixed it. How so? Oh. Um, I just think, oh gosh. It's funny. I saw something the other day and it was like, what did it say? It was like, when you're super picky, but you still end up picking the wrong ones. And I was like, that's me. I'm so picky. And then, I mean, yeah. in fairness though, it's yeah. everyone. It's everyone. Yeah. Um, but. No, I just think, like I said, I think just like the past few years dating different people, I think it's helped that I'm saying like, I've had one issue with this person, a different issue with the next person, a different issue with the next person. I think it's kind of made me realize, I think, after my first relationship, after having kids, I was like, okay, I can't be with someone who is going to cheat on me or I can't be with someone who's controlling. And I think over the past years, I've realized like there's more than just that. And I think, yeah. Sure. Well, I also I, think I'm exhausted of dating like douchebags. Sure, I'm like, I sure. can't do anymore. So the Thank only, the only tired. person, I mean, I know you dated Robbie or whatever, yeah. but obviously I'm familiar with you dating Josh. Right? Yeah. I was, Robbie Hayes. And but I'm familiar, you know. Like I was yeah, literally, I, I was literally there when you started dating Josh. Mm -hmm. um, and it, while it was part of the show, it was authentic that you were, uh, you know, kind of hinted by many of people in the area about Josh. And so I wonder, has that been something that was uh, that you've dealt with in the past, where? other friends that you were dating someone early in the dating process that red flags, red flags popped up and you were just, you know, that there was a, uh, some sort of meme on Hannah season where a guy has a bouquet of red flags, Oh yeah. you know? And I think we all, we, again, we all, d do you think yeah. it was, do you see the one that's like red's my favorite color? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Where do you think you were guilty of that? And do you think you've gotten better at uh, not trying to fix the flags? And rather, and realize that maybe this the flags aren't for you. 
I do. I think one thing that I'm still working on, and I think everyone does this, but when you start to like someone, like you kind of like, not fully, it depends what it is, but you make like a little bit of excuses for them or like cut them a little bit of slack here and there. Sure. But not to the extent of what I did on the show. But one thing that I've, if anything, has gotten really bad and my friends are like, you need to chill, is that like, I'm so picky and like a guy will do the littlest thing wrong and I'm like, no, I'm done. And they're like, okay, you can't be like that. You need to like understand people are like human, you know? So it's like I'm either one extreme or the other. So I'm trying to like balance it. I get the sense that you're really like physical attraction is really important to you. Same too. So like don't see that as a negative because I do like the the, the guys I know you dated objectively are hot, good looking men. Yeah. And I do remember at least in, especially with Josh, you're like, oh, but he's just like, (laughs) how much of that plays in a role for you in terms of like accepting certain red flags? Honestly, I think I've gotten less shallow. I, I don't, think it was. I don't. I don't even want to call it shallow. It is like, a little why shallow. Do people have to. Okay, I wouldn't shallow. say shallow. It's like a physical attraction, like you said. It's it's important to you, but I Fine. think it has gotten less important to me. Okay. Yeah, I've been well, able to. It doesn't not even have to be less important that. as much as you're just more willing to. Uh, right? Does it have to be less? Like I can, you can still be just as attracted to to physical appearance, but be open to realizing that it's not an excuse to accepting other things that are okay right like yeah because yeah. like i think some people are more drawn to uh, the phys- like literally that's in their dna to value that over other things isn't that called being shallow it's called yeah that's what, <laughs> I think do that's, you think so i mean I did, why, yeah. why? i mean i guess i get how society says it sees it but like let's say um what, let's say someone's super funny, mm-hmm. right? Their best quality is he makes me laugh, but he's a cheater and he's, he's, he's like, let's say instead of being really good looking, Josh was incredibly funny, right? But everything else was the same. And I see what does you're that saying. make someone more or less shallow because they're into humor? Because, and, and, and they love, they love that ev- all of their friends think they're funny. The thing about or humor money. is it's lifelong. It's not like you hit a certain age and fine i'm just saying yeah. it's one characteristic that you're drawn to and especially i think the shallow part comes from how you look with them or how people perceive you together Don't that's you also think so? that's also being shallow though no that is that is shallow right okay. because you're caring about how you look together so what i'm saying is just plain devil's advocate right if you like that you are with a funny person and you like that your friends are like He's really funny. And you know what I'm saying? What's yeah. what's the difference between that and liking how they look? Right? No? I mean, is uh, that just- Yeah, no. I mean, it's I guess it's kind of I mean, if he is it's funny but he's still like an asshole, then I guess it doesn't make it any better. That's what I'm I don't know yeah. if be, I'm saying just this fact that you are drawn to someone physically doesn't make you shallow. If you are sticking with them because you like how you look together, that's different. Mm-hmm. Don't I I think it all comes down to how you feel about yourself. Like if you don't yeah. feel good about yourself, totally. you probably need someone super attractive to make, you know, you you yeah. value your value go up. If if again, if you are dating someone who's super attractive to make yourself feel better, yes. Yeah. If you just like the way someone looks and you're like, <laughs> yeah. I really like having sex with this person, that's not shallow. That's, hey, yeah. that's an attraction. I, yeah, it's yeah. an attraction. It, it, it's a, it's a yeah. turn on. If you if you get turned on by someone who makes you laugh or if you get turned on but the way they think and their ability to 
go deep and but at metaphorically. But it's like something that someone can con- kind of control, you know, like you're a deep person or you're funny. Like the way you look, like you're just born like that. It's not, they didn't do anything. I I get that. But like we talk about really. love languages and how you're attracted. I just, I think there's yeah. a huge difference between, uh, again, I think you pointed out how someone makes you feel. Right. That's the most important thing. Is the most yeah. important. But if they make you feel shitty, but you are valuing how you look with them over your own feelings, shallow. I'm on board yeah. with that. If you were just like seeing them naked yeah. and it turns you on, does that make you shallow that that turns you on? As opposed to someone who makes you laugh or makes you feel, you know? I guess not. I guess it's, I mean, no, but I get what you're saying. It makes sense. Have you done like, have you figured out why you're like drawn to people who don't make you feel good about yourself? Okay. So, okay. So this isn't always a thing. I mean, okay. I will say with Josh and I, we'll say this to everyone like he obviously had his flaws no one you know no one's perfect you know the whole story but he did he was very loyal Mm -hmm. like I never had to worry about him cheating on me he was really loyal and he did make me feel really good about myself for a while there you go he did like I always say like at first when I first got engaged to Josh like he literally made me feel like I was the only girl in the entire world it's so cheesy but it's true like he didn't look at other girls but I also think it came from a place where he didn't want me to do that oh so he made me feel like that that yeah. way I it's had to do the same a little bit of loop P right in this yeah. kind of, of, of fantasy but it didn't make me feel good for a while no I mean that's that is interesting because and then how do we figure out how do we I think that's what's interesting about Josh because then how do you kind of value I mean that's what makes kind of dating and selecting your lifelong partner hard is figuring out what you value more than others yeah, and what you can put up with and what you can't because to your point, no one is perfect. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like literally, I mean, it sounds like, of course not, but the next person you date or I date, there's going to be something about them we don't like. Yeah. I mean, you just have to, you have to like pick and choose what are things that you don't like, but you can live with and what's something that you don't like that you're like, I can't live like that. And the big question is, is like the making you feel safe. Is that real safe or is it kind of directly or indirectly um, almost a manipulation yeah and what's crazy too is that i started feeling so much like because he made me feel like that but then sometimes they like i said they do that because they want you to do it in return sure but also when we broke up i feel like he moved on way faster than than i did so that was kind of weird to me i was like wait you made me feel so good then you moved on really fast do you think that really matters how quickly i do why do people value how quickly people take to move on as a barometer for the relationship that's already over i don't know it just it made me feel like it wasn't as genuine as i thought it was i'm not talking about like breaking up and not talking anymore and he moved on i'm saying like we broke up but we still were talking and like kind of working things out meanwhile it was kind of like a gray area of him doing other things Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's different. I'm totally with you on the fact, like, if you break up with someone and you're done, then, like, you're done. It doesn't matter how fast they move on. But this was, like, we were still kind of trying to work things out. Meanwhile, he's still kind of, like... But, like, that's that's the thing, though. If once you decide to break up, whatever you're doing afterwards, like, and I've done that, too. You break up, but you're still talking. Yeah. Then you're breaking up. If you don't, if you still want to work on things, I don't get why people say that. Like, let's break up and then work on things. Well, I mean, it, it makes no what, sense. You're not supposed to do that. Because but I would never because, do it again. Because breaking up is just a, a, a basically excuse to maybe see other people, which is yeah. like, if you don't want them to do that, then don't break up. If you want to slow things down, spend some time apart, but still stay committed going, then do that. Yeah. 
No, I, again, I, I'm with you. On I've that. been there. Yeah. No, we're not. We're That's not. why no, I, I said to you after that, I was like, I'll never do that again. Like now when I break up with somebody, like it's over, I will never get back together with an ex. When it's done, it's just done. And I get so. the natural feeling of valuing, uh, like somehow how someone's ability to move on quicker than you is somehow as a barometer of how much the relationship in the moment meant to you. But for the people listening, it's not. No, it's not true. I agree with that too. Like some people also, you don't know what they're thinking and feeling. Like he unfollowed me on Instagram. He blocked all my pictures. Uh, he went on a date the next day. What does it all mean? Honestly, I don't know. It depends on the person. They may be doing it just to piss you off. They may yeah. be trying to get a reaction. They or, may, yeah. Who knows? Reasons. Like, they may. See, when I block someone, it's because I want to move on and I don't want to see their stuff, not because I'm trying to get a reaction out of them. Yeah. But some people will do it, obviously. Sure. And sometimes, even if they do want to move on, your desire to have to follow them, and I think that's good because ultimately you should do what's best for you. But your your need to unfollow them speaks to how much you cared, in a sense. I don't want to see them anymore. I need to move on. And then like not unfollowing someone, I think is like the biggest flex you can do. Be like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't care. I don't like, even care. What look you're at doing. your face every day. Whatever. Yeah. Are they dating someone else? Good for them. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if yeah. you wanna, if you wanna make your ex mad and doesn't feel like that, don't unfollow them. I actually told that to my friend recently. She well, she wasn't like fully dating this guy, but it ended up not working out. He like wasn't talking to her for a few days and she was going to block him on Instagram. And I said, don't do that because then it's going to show that you care. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's like you more should, offensive almost. That, like, yeah. oh, don't this like their stuff. Care. Maybe don't view their stories, but just don't let them know that, that anything's changed. I but who cares what they think? That's what I think. If I'm saying if, it's if, for you, like care. if you care, <laughs> or you know what, you can mute them too. You can. Oh yeah, that's different. Them. Yeah, mute them. Yeah. Again, I will say the right thing to do is whatever you need to do to move on. That has nothing to do with what they're. It has nothing to do with yeah. their perception. <laughs> yeah. Is the right thing to do. That means block them, unfollowing, whatever. Not caring yeah. how they're going to interpret it is the right thing to do. Isn't it funny though that we do it like just sometimes like out of anger, like just make the other person mad. I'm like, I'm blocking you. Yeah. And then you like end up like unblocking. But, the, like, but the best part is it usually has the opposite reaction of what you're trying to get. Yeah. Like someone blocks me or unfollows me. I'm like, I'm flattered. <laughs> yeah. This person um, really cares. You're really mad. Yeah. You really care about you know, my opinion or what I think. And so, and you don't want to hear it or you don't, you're trying to get, you're trying to get a reaction from me. I only care. I mean, the, the people I try to get reactions from, I, I care about. Yeah, no, it's true. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, you would obviously care, but I'd hope you would care after a relationship and want to not see that. I mean, for me, it was really easy to just block them and not want to see their stuff anymore. But I will say I was in a different place the last time with my breakup than I was with Josh because with Josh, I would still like snoof sometimes. The Josh breakup lasted a while. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Really? Mm -hmm. well, it was like it was like a sick. It wasn't even like a breakup. It, I don't even know what it was. It was just like a. As weird. a as a mother, how hard is that? And does it? I mean, it's got to make breakups extra hard because uh, at what point do you introduce them to your kids? Obviously, Josh met him pretty quickly, but not just yeah. Josh. Like, I got to imagine that makes it more challenging. Yeah. So. I feel like with Josh, it was the hardest because when I got off the show, I was like, oh, I am engaged. Like, we're going to get married. Like, this is it. So I introduced him thinking like, oh, this is the only person I'm going to have around them. Mm -hmm. It's great. 
after that, like just dating and stuff, I don't bring guys around my kids. And and to so, Josh's credit, I mean, he was pretty good with your kids yeah, and very yeah. affectionate and nice. He was. Yeah. I mean, regardless of yeah. what you think his intentions were, he, he seemed like a pretty nice guy with your kids and, and, yeah. and caring about that. And it's got to be, I can only assume as a single mother, an attractive quality. Yeah. Well, I think that's like probably the biggest reason why, like after we broke up, I was like, okay, it was harder for me to just like end it there and just move on. So that's kind of the reason why our breakup was dragging on for so long um, was because I was like, oh, maybe I should try harder to make it work or whatever. Um, but after that, like just dating, I don't introduce guys to my kids like at all. At all? No, like I don't even bring guy friends over that are just my friends. At all. Oh, just because it's confusing? I mean, if it's like if it's like my friend's boyfriend. I mean, I honestly, I just don't really have a lot of like guy friends that I hang out with. So, yeah, I just don't really ever have guys around. Oh, hi. Um, Rochelle does this. It's like, <laughs> talk about something, yeah. bring a picture up, and you're like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. And like Bobby was the only other guy that I really brought around. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think people realize like we didn't live together. So he would come over but it wasn't like the same as like with Josh, like Josh was around for like five months straight, you know? So that was the hardest with Bobby. Like he was around, he was definitely closer with Charlie than he was with Kins. I do remember that Josh was living in LA because he texted me and threatened me after one of my interviews. <laughs> Why? It's like, I hope I run into you. <laughs> oh was God. I think it was mad because I did an interview with E and all I said was, I really think Andy Dorfman is going to enjoy watching this season of paradise. <laughs> Which I think she did because she sold a lot she of books. She did, yeah. Um, and I got this random text about like, it was a- Hope I ran into you in LA. Yeah. And it was a bit of a-, of a Just because he got edited so poorly on Paradise? Well, the show hadn't even aired at that point. Yeah. I was just, I suggested that it would go the way it did. Um, did they edit <laughs> in like the kissing noises? No. They were so loud. Yeah. The no. first time- No? I, no. I mean, like, maybe, I mean they tr- maybe a little. Maybe they turned maybe it they, up. I don't know. But yeah. I will say the first time I noticed the moan, I don't know if I've ever said this before. It was the a, moan. <laughs> it was a rose. Cer- it was on Andy's season. It was the rose ceremony ceremony in Belgium when it was down to the final six. And I already had a rose. And Josh was standing to my left. And I, Josh was the only one I was worried about in a sense that, like, I knew Josh and Andy. I you could tell they, there was a strong connection. I wasn't worried about Andy's other relationships. But I was definitely worried about josh and at the time josh and i got along quite fine at the time and she calls josh's name and he just goes "Mm." (laughs) and i immediately was just like what the what was that (laughs) really dude yeah and then it was like when it was just him and i and chris was gone and he kept and then i'm like listening you know like once you hear it you can't unhear it was it like when he was eating and stuff too when he was just he just that was josh he was a yeah he was a moaner that's how he show shows affection yeah mm. he would listen to like R- <laughs> like then i couldn't like i couldn't couldn't unhear it every time he'd listen, listen to like r&b he's a big r&b yeah. guy oh he loves r&b loves r&b <laughs> and, like, and it was like oh constantly <laughs> make it stop it's uh. a very sensual person yeah so yeah that's really funny um did josh think it was edited in well, yeah, I mean, I like he said in interviews, like, oh, it's edited. And maybe it's like a subconscious thing that he doesn't know that he's doing it. You know, so maybe he, you know, like it's like we said, like the self awareness. Not like quite. maybe he doesn't even know that he's doing it. So the when he heard it back, the he, pizza was edited? Yeah. He said the pizza was edited. I watched Josh. He was like, I don't even like pizza that much. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about pizza all the time. 
He had him you eating pizza on the cover of his that. podcast, which, by the way, if you haven't listened to the first episode, it's actually entertaining. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, I feel like we're being petty. Yeah. Um, I will, like, he, he, there was a time in paradise, there's like 15 of us at a rose ceremony. I'm just sitting there waiting for Chris Harrison to come in. And at this point, the producers noticed that Josh is constantly so eating pizza. And again, what the producers are good at doing is taking a situation and maximizing it, whatever it is. The chicken nuggets from Hannah. The chicken nuggets, yeah. whatever. So they noticed Josh is constantly eating pizza. And to Josh's credit, the pizza down there was pretty damn good. The pizza is really good. The food in general <laughs> was really good. And Josh kept eating pizza. And the, and, and again, the audio guys know it. It's constant e eating and moaning, eating and moaning. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the producers told me this towards the end is like they just started serving Josh pizza. Okay, so I remember Constantly. one of our dates, we showed up, it was like this beautiful dinner and like they had like, I don't know, some like plate of like fish in front of my seat and then just the giant pizza giant in front pizza. of his and he was so mad. And it was, oh, he, he was, was mad? so mad about it. Yeah, because he could he tell it was turning it into up, a joke. But like oh. one, we're, there's 15 of us at a rose ceremony, 15 people, and they brought in one small pizza. In theory for everyone, it wasn't like, and they just put it next to Josh. And like Josh just starts eating it. And no one else, and it's just Josh eating a pizza. And like in theory, it was for everyone, but they brought in a single pizza and just set it down there. And Josh just like, well, I'm just going to eat it. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, no, it's like funny. I think th I think that's why it was like even funnier. Was that like, paradise, if know? that had like, happened to you, like you would have been laughing and been like, oh, I love pizza and like just joked about it. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And if it weren't for the moating, honestly, if like all Josh was eating pizza, like Josh's biggest yeah. crime. I, well, that wasn't his biggest crime. But if that all, if that was his biggest crime, then so what? But yeah, uh, we're gonna play a little game, Amanda, called okay. "Do You Know Me?" Okay. And then we're gonna talk a little bit more about your book. Cool. Uh, this question—it's a fun little game okay. that we like to play on the show. All right. Uh, it's also a game that if you are looking for a game, Amanda, for your friends, maybe you're dating someone new. It's a really great, fun way to get to know someone. Cool. It's a great drinking game in a way. If you are among friends, you can even play it with your kids. You cannot drink. You can find it on Amazon. It's called Do You Know Me? There are random questions that Rochelle and I are going to have a competition and see who knows Amanda Stanton better. I hope it's okay. you, Nick. <laughs> uh, does, and don't, don't, don't answer. answer quite right away. Don't okay. be like, yes or no. Okay. Does Amanda like... Well, there's, there's options. I'm gonna. Uh, I don't. I'm gonna. It doesn't matter. Like oysters. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say yes because they're aphrodisiac, and she's very into that. She wants that dick. She yeah. Wants that dick. Ew, you guys. <laughs> actually, can I answer no? Yeah. yeah. I don't like oysters because I've only tried them one time and I got food ew. poisoning from oh, them. Oh no! Yeah. In I San didn't Francisco. know that in San Francisco. No. Yeah. Chris, were you there? No, you weren't. You just okay. don't seem like an oyster gal. I don't really like oysters. No. Oh, okay. No, not a thing. Does Amanda believe in ghosts? Oh yeah. I'm gonna oh think, yeah. I'm gonna say no. Why not? Why don't I think Amanda believes in... I think she's in touch with the spiritual side. I think she likes to believe in ghosts. Like, it's fun. But I don't think she actually deep down believes in ghosts. What's the answer? I think because... As a, <laughs> that's, actually really, that's actually really true. You so know I, her well. Yeah. I don't... I don't... I've never, like, had a moment where I, like, f saw a ghost or anything like that. But I like to think 
Also, that they're I, real. I'm she guessing. likes to think that they're real. But I did, this is kind of off topic, I don't think this is a ghost, but I did talk to a psychic and that was real. So I guess if you count that, that's more like telling the future. It's not ghosts, right? Dude, okay, so no, I don't really believe in ghosts. What did the psychic say? I'll never talk to her again. It freaked me out. <gasps> she like told me pretty much that like my whole 2020, I like don't date anybody. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I had a girl from my season tell me that uh, uh, a median? Mm-hmm. Medium. Medium. No, I know. But she told me <laughs> a median told her that we were going to get married. Stop. Wait, who was this? Uh, she is in your book. Actually, she has some... Uh, you asked her to write in your book. I'm not, that's... And I was right. like, huh. And then I'm like, well, they didn't air it. They didn't air it. It was on camera. And then I sent her home. She was convinced. She was like, in oh. my book. Anyways. Uh, not a, yeah. So a median is a, something <laughs> that helps direct traffic. Yeah. A medium <laughs> is another name for a psychic. Well, you're not Mr. Word Perfect either. True? If I'm... Well, I mean, no, I'm not. But <laughs> I do know the difference between words. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, do you guys believe in ghosts? No. Okay. Has Amanda ever had sex in public? Does is TV public? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. no. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's not? not okay. So for the purpose <laughs> okay. of this game, it's not not public. Then yes, she has. Yes, I'm gonna say yes. No. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Got to get on that. <laughs> Has Amanda sent any nudes in the last year to anyone? You go first. She's been in a relationship. So you're saying no? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes, of course. Look at that hot bod. I haven't, no. I'm so weird about it. Like, I, yeah, Nick, I don't want to, I don't want to like send that out to someone yeah, unless smart. I trust him. So no. She also was in a relationship. Yeah, I was in a relationship for over a year. True. Yeah, but he... But, yeah. <laughs> oh, he wouldn't have cared. <laughs> no, I don't think he would have appreciated it. Um, has Amanda flown first class in the last three or two two months? Yes. Amanda, she likes the glam. Oh, I would have said no. Amanda definitely has flown first class. I've flown first class. Yeah. Oh. Uh, has Amanda ever taken anyone's virginity? Yes. No. In high school. Yeah, I don't think she took theirs. No. She dated. I she definitely was the freshman uh, dating the senior in high school. Wow. He, he was. He was actually a junior. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. yeah. The hottest guy in school, I'm sure. Amanda. No. Yeah. Amanda was the little freshman coming in, and he had definitely had sex with someone, and he took hers. Is my guess. Wow. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at reading. Maybe he's a median. Uh, ha you just have to read the tea leaves, so to speak. <laughs> has Amanda ever? No, that's the same one. Uh, has Amanda ever quit a job? Definitely. No. Yes, I have. Ah, uh, I think I got zero. Um, Which I don't think uh, this is not. I don't think Amanda spends a lot of time doing things she doesn't want to do. Oh, <laughs> what does that mean? That's a great quality. I don't think it's a bad or good quality. It's just do you spend a lot of time doing things? I do. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 I'm sure Rochelle, it's not a good or a bad quality. I think yeah. it can be both positive and negative. I yeah. think I think there's 
positive qualities in that. And I think Rochelle would admit that at times it doesn't serve her well. <laughs> and I think you yeah. could probably say the same about you about not doing it where maybe there's times where you maybe should stick it through and other times yeah. you're good at not wasting your time. I haven't quit a job since like high school. But either yeah, way, I, either did, way, I did quit. Yes. That is Do cool. You Know Me? That was fun. And apparently I do. I want to, I, actually, I don't even know if I would get that with you. Tell me more about your book before we do some questions with fans. Okay. I do have a, well, what's the general premise of uh, your book? Okay. So it's, it's like a memoir. So it talks a lot about my life before the show, going into the show and afterwards. Ooh. Yeah. And then at the end of every chapter, there is like a section it's called, um, well, there's like the rose and the thorns which is like the pros and the cons and things that i learned from each the chapter rose and the thorns. yeah did you come see up what i that? did there yeah. oh, i had some help um so then at the end of each chapter it'll say like what i learned from each situation so i sent you the one part so that's like the end where it says like the pros and cons like what i learned from the situation and i thought that you would think that one was kind of funny but it's also a part of the book that is like a little more shady so i feel bad bringing it up Why here but shady? i guess go ahead well because i mean read it I'm going to read an excerpt of Amanda's book. Okay. I'm so excited. Uh, this is Amanda speaking. So, from Ma I just think it's more fun if I read it. Okay, go. I don't know why. Yeah. The Rose. Stop Kissing Frogs is the title of this excerpt. If he doesn't turn into your prince, stop kissing him. This is what I sound like? Josh's behavior was very frog-like. There were control issues, more than a few untruths told, plus other red flags along the way. Not to mention, Andy Dorfman even wrote a book about his jealous, self-serving ways. And what did I do? I kept kissing him, <laughs> hoping he'd turn into a prince. I knew Josh was a kind of controlling. I knew Josh was kind of controlling when we were filming. But the second we got home from the show, he went full throttle. He would give me a hard time when I wanted to talk to my close friends. Uh, I know that to be true. <laughs> oh. Well, the twins would always be like, we're not allowed to talk to Amanda. Not allowed? Uh, uh. I would even have to wait for him to go to the gym so I could call my best friend, Lauren Bushnell. What? Yeah. Or even my mom. What? Fuck, Josh. Oh, no. He didn't approve of my childhood friends or my neighbors. Who did you get to hang out with? Josh. Josh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jesus. He used to pressure me to unfollow certain people on social media. Sorry, Nick Vile. I didn't know, <laughs> but, but it's fine. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that he would think it was funny. He was like, he didn't even notice that I unfollowed him. Oh. Told me that, uh, what I could and couldn't wear. He, what? <laughs> really? Yeah. We're, 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 like, we're, just like what he looked nice or he was like, that's too revealing. It was too, he, too revealing. Too <gasps> revealing. Oh my, oh my God. This is like, you are a prisoner. I don't mind if my girlfriend sluts it up a little bit. <laughs> I'm just, I don't mean that. I mean, whatever. Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> whatever makes her feel good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because if I, if I see a, if a guy's like checking her out and they're like, I'm like, yeah. And I'm going home with her. Yeah, see, I don't... I, that's how I... Anyways, think I don't think I've ever seen you wear anything revealing anyway, so... Yeah, nothing too crazy. I mean, I live in LA, so... Anyways. Uh, 
when I caught him peeking beneath the bathroom door to make sure I wasn't texting anyone, I finally Whoa. had enough. Whoa. Uh, from See, this, this is- experience, I'm learning that from being, I'm learning, I'm learning that f- from the beginning, if it ribbits, hops, and jumps, it's a freaking frog. <laughs> and I should stop kissing him immediately. More to come and Amanda's How fun, book. Amanda. That's so great. Yeah. I'm is it a lot of like a little dirt? I mean Uh there's a little dirt. I mean, like that was probably that's you know, that's a little dirt right there. Um, but for the most part, I, so I really tried to like be intentional with it. I didn't want it to be petty. I didn't want to just say stuff just to say stuff. But it was like if it was something that I learned from, then I included it. If it was something that was a learning experience for me. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's hard in those kind of tell-all formats not to sound petty. Obviously, we probably, I mean, I even probably been a little petty this episode. I don't know. Sometimes with with pettiness, it's like I think, uh, you know, even with Luke P. last the last Hannah season. I mean, I think sometimes the thing that frustrates me the most about people is a lack of self-awareness. No, none of us are perfect. We all yeah. do things. And I think when given opportunities to show humility and learn from your mistakes and at least throw it out there, I think it's frustrating when people don't do that. And sometimes when people constantly make excuses for their actions, it's kind of like, all right, you know what? You're fair game. Yeah, I, think I agree. Not, I'm kind of justifying pettiness a little bit, but whatever. I feel you. Um, but and Penny's not, Penny's not the greatest, I, I, I guess. Right? No, it's not. Okay. Who cares? <laughs> Sometimes it's fun, you know? Um, so you can pre-order Amanda's book right now. Where can they find it, Amanda? Uh, so actually if you go to nowacceptingroses.com, it will list all of the places that you can buy it. So it's on Amazon, Target, Walmart, Barnes and Noble, Indie and, Books. And you and, and Andy Dorfman are good friends now. Yeah. Is that is there a bonding thing between uh, the the book the the now now authors? Uh, a little, but like not really. I, I we honestly just became good friends. Like obviously it started because you know we both dated Josh and we ended up meeting up and kind of exchanging stories or whatnot. You both broke up with me to date Josh. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like after the second part's not quite. I mean, but yeah. I, yeah. we did. We don't really talk about him anymore, though. We just we're just kind of friends. Like aside oh, from that, no. no. No, we like, know. you know, like she does her own thing now. So like, we'll talk about whatever Andy she's doing, whatever podcast? I'm doing. I have. And? I don't, she just doesn't really do podcasts that much. What Ask her. I'm not getting in the middle of this. She said, yeah, she, she said she would. Oh, well then. She Andy would. Dorfman. Come on my podcast. Next week. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not <laughs> Can we get Andy Dorfman? Someday. I'll Someday. try. I'll try my best. I mean, I, I just think the people want it. But does Andy want it? What, does Andy want anything? What does Andy Dorfman want? <laughs> what does Andy Dorfman want? Can we do a whole episode? Can If Andy won't do the podcast, you can come as Andy's friend. And I'll ask, ask you a bunch of questions and you will give me... That would actually be pretty fun. Andy's interpretation of the podcast. We should do I'm it. Just kidding. I'll try to convince um, Are you down to asking, answering some fan questions? Sure. Yes, let's do it. What's your time with Nick? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. Catherine, I'm Nick. This Hi. is a this is Amanda. Hi, Amanda. We, all, we also nice have to meet you. Rochelle in the room. Hi, Hi, Rochelle. <laughs> How can we help you, Catherine? 
Um, well, I was kind of wondering, um, I'm not really good with the whole dating thing. I've really only had one uh, partner. Hey, who is? And you know? I was wondering <laughs> when it comes to dating, um, if I'm overanalyzing situations or if I'm kind of just wanting a partner, so I'm ignoring any red flags or any like turn offs that I don't really want in a partner, but I want someone yeah. I do you have a specific uh, situation that makes you feel this way or wonder? Um, well, I was I um, tried the online dating thing, so I kind of was chatting with some guy, and he was very uh, he would t- talk a lot, like he would answer right away and say a lot of ask a lot of questions and say a lot of stuff. Um, but it, I didn't like to get excited to talk to him. I was just like, oh, okay, I'll get to it when I get to it, or. Have you ever yeah. had a Have you ever had a boyfriend? Yeah, I'm I'm actually divorced. Oh, you're divorced. Okay. Yes. See, my take on I'm, it. I'm a single mom. Oh, oh same. Good. Well. Yeah. yeah. So my take on it is that like you can get lonely sometimes, but I think you don't want to settle. And if you're not excited to talk to somebody, or you like think you're over analyzing someone, you're probably not. I feel like when you meet the right person, it's gonna be somewhat easy. Sure. Yes. You're going to be excited to talk to them. It's going to be mutual. You're not going to feel like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And you don't want to settle just because you're lonely and give someone a chance, even if you're not excited about them, because then you'll end up being more lonely when you're in a bad relationship with someone that you don't like. I have a question for both of you. At what point do you start thinking about, you, Catherine, you talked about overanalyzing. Do you start thinking about your kids and how it plays a role in your relationships? Um, I know for me, I don't come out and say it right away, but I don't hide it. Okay. Do you uh, think of? I'm a, so, but do you think about it? Do you? Is that something you worry about? Um, oh yeah, for sure. And do yeah. you worry more about uh, from your kids' perspective or what the guy will think perspective? Um, I think he's young, so my son doesn't really understand everything. But I think more of like not all guys want to be with someone who has a kid already. Sure. Yeah. See, I I come out. I mean, I don't think there's really a right way to do it whenever you feel comfortable, but I always say it right away because I'm like, if someone doesn't like kids, I don't even want to waste my time or go on a, like, you know what I mean? Even like start to like somebody if they're not going to. I think that's, yeah, I think just letting him know that you are uh, a mom is okay Um, to that point. Like, yeah, I should probably chill a little. Like, I'm like on a first date and I'm like showing them like photos. I'm like, this is my daughter's dance. I don't know. I mean, I feel comfortable with it. I I like, but but setting up for expectations is at least good to know. I've always, I've said before, like, listen, some guys just might not be into it and that's fine, but you definitely don't want to waste time with guys who, who, who aren't into that. There's plenty of men who are totally fine with it. So I I don't think you should stress it. How long have you been divorced for? Um, we've been separated almost three years. Okay. So it's been a while. You're, you're totally over it. You're ready to. It's been a significant amount of time. My my advice would be like I know this sounds bad, but I would just like date lots of people, like go on dates, yeah. mm-hmm. and eventually you're gonna find someone who you click with. But don't like mm-hmm. force it on one person just because they text right. back fast or mm-hmm. they're around. That's well, that's the hard part. Of it. I totally agree with definitely going out there, getting experience in dating, and trying out options. Yeah. The only trick about sometimes dating apps is sometimes too many choices. So yeah, first yeah. you have to figure out what you really want or what is important to you, what you value, and then mm-hmm. go and find it knowing that you know what you want, right? Right. And then finding the people who meet those very kind of whatever those things you are value the most. Um, right. 
and make you feel a certain way and have your expectations instead of worrying about whether a guy likes you or whether he's okay with you having kids or doing yeah. the things, you know, I think that's, that's really important, but having the confidence and going out there and like really just being fine with, uh, with going out there, but you don't want to go too hungry, but you don't, yeah. you don't What's, come across as like, no. you know, I don't, you know, I'm getting that. I'm not some sort of desperate. What am I going to do vibe from you or anything? <laughs> what, right. No, what's important for me. Yeah. Yeah. What's like really helped me is like having other friends that are single that are like the same okay. age as me or something like that. Cause then I think it kind of like, if you're, if you're feeling lonely or like, you know, you need to like get away from the kids. Like, you know how it is sometimes when you're around kids 24 yeah. seven, you're like, yeah. I need to like go to dinner, like get, do something with like some adults, you know, it's nice to have like other single girlfriends and you guys can like exchange date stories, like whether they're bad or good or just like go out and have fun. And it kind of takes the pressure off feeling like you need somebody because you have friends that are single and in the same place. I think that's great. Do you have other single friends? Sometimes that's Um, harder. Okay. You do. That's great. Are they also moms or divorced or are they just single? Um, yeah, there's a few that are moms and a few that are just single and don't have kids. And you don't necessarily, they don't have to have the, I know Amanda has other single friends that are not moms and Mm -hmm. divorced, but I'm just, you know, it's always good to have people to relate to. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier. What about the question she's asking about like writing people off because one thing isn't right, you know, on the dating profile. I struggle with that too. And my friends tell me that I write people off too easily, but at the same time, if, if you wouldn't be doing that if you really liked that person. Sometimes you, I think also for me, sometimes you try to find excuses to write someone off because you know you're not that into them. So you mm-hmm. find like the littlest excuse to write them off. Well, I think to Amanda's point, and if you are doing this, I don't know, but when it comes to dating apps, if you're going to invest the time of talking to them and get to know them, I think it would be foolish to write something off based off of something they have on their profile. Unless, uh-huh. I mean, unless they're saying something aggressive that's like, whoa, okay, I'm not into that. But like, yeah, yeah, you don't know them. You can only get to know someone so much. I think when it comes, I think dating apps are great to go out there and find people who are open to relationships like you. But mm-hmm. I think you should go get that drink or cup of coffee pretty quickly because you can only okay. get to know someone so much through text. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna like, right. if you can't meet, schedule like a FaceTime date. That's an option, right? Like, yeah, True. you yeah. can all like. So many, so many ways you can, like senses of humor aren't shown through text, uh, hum, like emojis, really hard to, to get to know each other via text. So and, I would right. argue in a dating app, you should try to meet up as soon as possible if there's a yeah. mutual interest. And if like maybe schedules don't allow it or proximity, maybe it's too far. I think a FaceTime mm-hmm. date's a pretty good alternative. I mean, like, hey, I can't meet up, but do you want to like... Do you want to pour yourself a glass of wine and we'll FaceTime? And I think that's kind of a fun yeah. alternative, especially if schedules don't allow it. It's true. I have one more thing. One more thing for you. Mm-hmm. Also, one thing that I've had to learn is that first dates sometimes are awkward and like sometimes someone's nervous or you're nervous totally. and you're not fully yourself because I have a thing where like I'll go on a first date and it's not great and I'll be like, that was not good. But sometimes mm-hmm. it's just because it's a first date and it's like a little awkward or uncomfortable. And sometimes you have to give someone, you know, another chance or a couple more chances to really see. So I wouldn't write them off, but also like don't set too high of expectations for anybody. I right. agree. If, if they're big, I agree with it. If the biggest criticism you have of a date is that it felt a little stiff and awkward, but you mm-hmm. liked, you like you're attracted to them. They seem nice. Mm-hmm. And you, those are, yes, I would say challenge yourself to go on a second date. Yeah. See, okay. if, see if you uh, get, there's no harm, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, why not? As long as they feel like they're gentlemen and they're nice and they respect you. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, you just yeah. got to keep shooting, shooter. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, Catherine. I'll try. Well, good luck. You're going to be great. Um, there's a lot of Thank people you. like uh, you and us out there just, just trying. Just doing our best. All right, take care. Hi. 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 What's your name? Um, my name's Kyla. Hi, Kyla. I'm Nick. I'm Amanda. Nice to meet you. How can we uh, help you? So basically, um, my best friend, my best guy friend of four years just started dating this girl about two months ago. Mm-hmm. And since then, he's been like ignoring me and all of our friends and canceling plans. Like last weekend, we were supposed to take a trip somewhere. And I checked in on him on Wednesday. And he was like, oh, actually, I'm taking my girlfriend instead. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, not angry that you're replacing me, but like, heads up would have been nice. Um, And so I just like am wondering how much of this is a grace period that we have to give our friends and how much of this is just bullshit that I don't have to put up with. Like, if they break up and he like comes back and apologizes, do I have to forgive him? Uh, (laughs) Really annoyed. He's just, have you ever hooked up with this person? No. No, he's always just been a platonic friend. Yes. Um well, listen, I think this is a tough situation. How old are you? How old is he? How old is girl how old is his girlfriend? I'm twenty six, he's thirty. He's thirty. How old is his girlfriend? Who knows? Who knows? She's like yeah. twenty four or something. <laughs> uh, and and do you feel do you, I mean and being on uh, you've been friends with this person for four years, uh do you think he's was ever attracted to you? Like how the friendship start? Yes. Oh. Okay. We, <laughs> but I think that was several years ago. I think we put it like, I don't think that's the case anymore. I think we like have just been really good friends. Sure. Fine. And that may be true, but I think the reality when it comes to a lot of men and women relationships, especially if they did start at one point with there being some sort of physical attraction from one end, is that I'm sure he Mm -hmm. accepted the fact that you guys were just platonic and that was fine. But he is now most likely getting what he got from you with his girlfriend. And in that way, you have been replaced. Um, (laughs) And sometimes, and I know it's sad, that does happen, right? And... Uh, right. I have a, yeah. She also you you also don't know if maybe it's early in the, this is a new relationship I'm guessing I'm hearing right. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's elements of him in the honeymoon phase and he's just really excited about her and again getting from her what he never got from you. Um. And not that you did anything wrong, but um. He's prioritizing that. You also don't know if she's maybe feeling insecure. He's talked about you. He's asked some questions. And you're just not a priority right now. And again, it comes down to reality that uh, this is not the same as his bros. Um, And even sometimes, listen, sometimes even guys with their guy friends early in a relationship have a way of uh, like losing. Like sometimes they're just so into a relationship they they do the same shitty things to their guy friends. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Even like with my girlfriends, like right now I'm super single. So I do everything with my friends. Like I go on a trip, I bring yeah. a girlfriend. Say I start dating a guy that I'm really into. 
I'm probably going to want to start bringing him. That happens and too. And then it happens. And There's, it's not anything against my friends. It's just that I'm in a relationship now. Totally. Yeah. But I also think in this particular case, there's also layers Enough, of, yeah. uh, it, it, if, they, if, he, if, if this ends up being his person, it may never be the same. Great. I'm sorry. Right. And super happy with him if that's true. But if it's not, <laughs> I don't know if I like... I do think... Like, really, no, really, honestly, like, I I want him to find that person. Like, I think that would be really exciting. There's been some other things that make me think this might not be his person. Um, Fair. But, like, if, if it isn't, and he, like, comes back and is trying to hang out again, like, is that I, something that think, you accept as part of the friendship is going to yeah, happen? Kind and, like, of, yeah, kind of, yeah. Kind of, yeah. My friends did it for me when yeah. I, yeah, I kind of ignored them for a while. And then I was like, hey, guys. I think um, uh, at the end of the day, I think there's nothing wrong with telling them how you feel. I think you could say, listen, yeah. I missed you. I, I, It hurt me that you did this. I understand. But this happens in relationships. And you can say, listen, I, and I wouldn't like call them out for maybe having feelings. But you could, you know, what I advise to you is like what I meant. I would treat yourself like you're one of his guy friends and say, regardless, you're my friend and I didn't get to see you. So like next time right. you do that, I would like you not to do that and see what he says. But there may be things outside of your control. I, yeah. or, I don't think it does you much good holding a grudge. Yeah. Or if you're saying like you have reasons to think right. that she's not the right person for him. So it makes me think you maybe aren't the biggest fan of her. And sometimes when you're newly dating someone that you really like and your friends aren't the biggest fans, you kind of push them away instead of pushing. Why, uh, why haven't you dated this guy? Right. Why don't you want to sleep with him? <laughs> he drives me nuts. I would kill him within like two. They're gonna weeks. get married. What do you mean you'd kill? What do you mean he drives you nuts? We're not kill him? <laughs> but, but why do you miss him so much as a friend? It's not even that I miss him as a friend. Is that when we're in group settings and I try and talk to him and he ignores me, or when we make plans and then all of a sudden those, those plans have changed without any sort of communication. That makes me frustrated. Okay, but fine. But people, I'm, this this happened. That stuff happens to all of us all the time. I mean, this is bothering you particularly more than say someone breaking plans with you. So he's done this before. When he didn't have like, a girlfriend, two years ago, he's in a relationship that really damaged our friendship because we stopped talking because of the girlfriend, and he apologized. Apologize, promise it would never happen again. Well, it's gonna. It's listen. I and assure you that it will always happen when he has a girlfriend. But also, why doesn't she try to be friends okay. with the girlfriend? Well, I have said this on other podcasts that the best way to have a relationship with him while he has a girlfriend is to be her best friend. That's right, Rochelle. That's the only way to ever do that is to be her best friend. Yeah, and then have her invite you out so that he doesn't feel like he's doing anything wrong. Because I do think sometimes guys, whether they're, girl, they're dating a jealous girl or not, um, they feel like maybe because like again, if he ever had feelings for you, he doesn't want to like give himself away or get questioned about his loyalty to her. So if you become her best friend and she's like, "I love her, she's great, let's invite her out," then he doesn't have to worry about that. It doesn't sound like you have any interest in being her friend. <laughs> yeah. So I, so yeah, Bobby had a girlfriend like that. They're best friends, but she never tried to be my friend. So then I kind of had a problem with. So I was like, well, you know. So I agree with that. If you're her friend, Fair. then he's going to be more comfortable hanging out with you because y'all are friends. Uh, yeah. I, I think in general, if you don't want to date this gentleman, that's fine. But eventually, this will be a friendship that someday is going to end. <laughs> oh, 
I mean, it is, right? Because this is, uh, I just think also, have you ever had a boyfriend while you were friends with this guy? I'm dating someone right now. You are? Okay. So then what's the big deal? <laughs> Literally just, <laughs> I feel like you should be protecting your friendship. And like, that's just where I... Is this guy your person <laughs> that you're dating? How, tell me about your boyfriend right now. Um, we've been dating for a couple of months. Okay. I really like him. All right. Well, I, I don't know if he's my person, but yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, I, I'm giving you a hard time, and I really appreciate you giving you giving us a call. But listen, I I just in general, I think men and and men and women relationships when they're just friends, and they definitely have started when someone was attracted to someone else. It's hard to have those mm-hmm. not end. It's hard to get to a true place of true platonic relationships. And that has to come from a place where two people are, are totally fine with not having sex. Because even if they are totally platonic, their spouses might be, um, you know, more threatened or whatever. There's so many variables that go into it. Um, the fact that he's done this before there's maybe a quality in him and you can't criticize it. Like he just, when he's in a relationship, maybe he's just very dedicated in that relationship. And maybe he was raised to say, Hey, if you're going to be in a relationship, that person should have all your attention and energy. And he's focused on that. And that's a good quality mm-hmm. as a boyfriend to have. And maybe he just doesn't have enough mm-hmm. of bandwidth uh, to give you the attention that you want uh, when he's focused on her. Um, and I think if my guess is if you, you know, eventually you will be in a relationship where you won't worry about him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, does that an excuse yeah. for him being rude and sending plans and breaking them and flaking? No, that's just like a common courtesy that he should. But my, I'm guessing it's more than that. And, you know, there's something, you know, like I think there's I think you have grown to love him even as a friend and you miss your friend and that's OK. And there's probably qualities about him that you're not even getting from your boyfriend and it pisses you off and you have no control over the situation and it's driving you fucking nuts. And, and, and yeah, this is my guess. Okay. So I should just a become best friends with this girl, but be like, take this as this is what happens when you're friends with kind of with some people. Yes. And especially this guy has, he's shown a pattern or see marry him. Or, That's or, what I said. I said you're not going to get married. Or or marry him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think, yes. I think if you truly want him, let's say this girl is his person and you're just biased or whatever or wrong or who knows, and you really want to be friends with him, your only right. shot, your only shot then is to become friends with her first. Right. Yeah. And I think it would be totally okay. cool to reach out to her and say, hey, do you want to grab a cup of coffee? And and you know, that cup of coffee with just you and her, you're just like, I you know I don't you probably don't, he's my friend and I want to be friends with him, but I also want to respect you guys' relationship, so I want to be friends with you. Yeah, I think that's you know? perfect. And I think I would I, appreciate that. Yeah, I think I think most people, men or women, would appreciate if I were dating a girl and she had a guy friend, I would want him to do that, mm-hmm. and vice versa. And I think that's a very disarming thing to do for the uh, for the person who's new in the in the social circle she's new like right you have the benefit of having mutual friends and all these things and she's the outsider yeah i haven't met her yeah really like i don't know her that's why i all she all you are nothing against her all you are to her is a threat Mm -hmm. you know 
She doesn't, and she doesn't just because she, she doesn't know. So that's what I would do. Okay. All right. I really appreciate you calling in. Good luck. Let us know when you marry him. Thank yeah. <laughs> Invite us to your wedding. <laughs> All right. We're just kidding. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Take care. Nice to meet you. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Sarah, how can we help? Um, so I guess I was calling because I know you both have experience with dating and trying to make relationships work when it's kind of exposed to a lot of people. Um, <laughs> and obviously mine is like a lot less than what you guys have gone through, but I recently got engaged and then broke off my engagement, but um, have been, yeah, I've been seeing the person again, trying to make it work. Okay. But it's been super hard because there's been a lot of people talking. Obviously, everyone knew something happened when we broke up. And it's just been really hard to, like, make the relationship work when there's been, like, yeah, everything's so exposed and vulnerable for sure. people to make comments and assumptions and stuff. Why did you call off the engagement? So I'm 21. Okay. Um, and I think, like, I've always wanted to get married really young, always wanted to have kids. And um, I just got to a point where I realized that I wasn't actually in a good place to be getting married and he wasn't either. There were some things that happened that I just like felt like, okay, we can't start off a marriage like this. Okay. Um, so that sounds yeah. like a very healthy and normal reason to call something off. So you're not necessarily questioning your desire to continue to date him. It's just roar about maybe you're not ready to get married. Yeah. Do you come where do, where, yeah. do you, where do you come from? Uh, where are you from? Where do you, where do you come from? Uh, I'm from Edmonton. Okay. In Alberta, Canada. Okay, and and everyone is kind of like the town drama. This is like a juicy story that you were engaged and now you're not, and everyone's talking about it, kind of thing. I mean, at least in like the circles that we're in, and we do like a lot of yeah, we're just around a lot of people a lot of the time, and so kind of everywhere we go, How? you know, people are talking. And, how, did you guys, did you call off the engagement and immediately start dating or was there some time? Or was it like, listen, I um, love you, but I we're just not ready. Yeah, it was kind of rough the first time we broke it off. Um, and then we were on and off a little bit, but privately. Um, but now we're back together. Like I wouldn't say we're engaged. Like I don't wear my ring or anything like that, but people know that we're um, together. Listen, here, here's what I think. I, I think I want to give you a lot of credit for having the maturity and self-awareness to realize you're not ready. And for the reasons that you're pointing out, I think that can be very difficult, especially if you're from a small town, um, of what it feels like or judgment or other people's opinions. Um, and I think there's a lot of people out there who don't call off their engagement and move forward with something that maybe deep down they don't feel is right because they're afraid what people think or what they're going to say. So I give you a lot of credit for doing that. I think my only advice to you is just be confident in your choice, right? Um, and yeah. as long as you two are okay with it, like there's nothing wrong with saying we weren't ready. I mean, you wanted to get married when you're, and I'm not shaming anyone who wants to get married young, but more and more people are not doing that anymore. And for good reason, because it's just different times, just society in general is getting married late. Um, so it just it's more abnormal when you are young and listen, I wanted to get married young too. And uh, Amanda got married young and it didn't yeah. work out. And mm -hmm. I've had siblings who got married and it didn't work out. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but it's a different time. We're starting to mature later in life and getting to know ourselves later in life. You might feel differently when you're 24, 25. 
So unless you yeah. really want to, if unless you have no doubt about marriage in general or this person, I, I think that's an absolute great thing to, to wait. You can always wait and you should still get to know each other. And I think all you should do is continue to be confident in your decision. And if you ever hear people whispering, let them know that like, listen, I'm fine with it. We're fine. All we are is not ready to get married and that's okay. And I think more right. you outwardly say that, the more people will realize you're probably right. People want to always think there's more than there, more drama than there is. Yeah. You know, it's like, why right. did they break up? What's going on? And you just say, what's so hard to believe that I, we weren't ready at 21? Yeah. You know? right. So for me, I got married when I was 21 and I knew going into it that it wasn't right. And I will write about, I wrote about this in my book, but like I did it anyways, because of kind of what you're saying, like you know, it's like the talk of the town. Everyone knows that you were engaged and then you called off a wedding and it's like you feel kind of embarrassed almost. Yeah. And so I, you know, obviously went ahead and went through with it, but it's like, it's easier just to trust how you're feeling. If you're not ready, don't, don't be embarrassed. Don't care what other people think. I know it's hard sometimes, but you just have to do what's best for you. In six to 12 months, there'll be some other story the town can talk about. If not even that long. Um, I do think it's really important. And like this is the hardest thing or wish I, the thing I had the most when I was younger and your age, and I'm sure Amanda will agree is more perspective. And that's just the, it's hard. You can't teach perspective. Um, that's something you get through life experiences. And so that's why I give you so much credit that you had some perspective that you got for some innate reason. And maybe it was from maybe witnessing other, maybe you didn't realize it, but like your willingness or gut to follow through with that instinct you won't, I can assure you won't regret it. And you're making a really good, and he might, you might marry this guy, but I can assure you that if you do decide to marry you guys, you now have a better chance of having a much happier marriage because whatever didn't feel right um, now will hopefully change. But if had you got married now, you would never have gone over that kind of feeling of are, am I ready? Yeah. Um, and like whenever, you know, say it does happen and two, three, four years, whenever it is, I don't think you'll ever look back and be like, oh, I wish we sh- would have done it sooner. Yeah. You know, like, it's okay. You can take yeah. your time with things. And I don't know about this guy or the relationship, but I will give you some one bit of advice. I wish, I don't know, maybe Amanda, you could agree. In a relationship, if you're in a committed, serious relationship at 21, 22, make sure you're dating someone where you mutually uh, want each other to do more, not less. Like where you're comfortable with having each other take risks and like get outside of your comfort zone and grow as a couple. Because I think a lot of younger couples who uh, are dating at such a young age, they're so afraid of losing each other that they're like, well, we don't want to move and we want to stay in this small town and we just want to live a simple life. If that's what you want to do, great. But I think sometimes some or both people in a relationship are so afraid of someone growing apart from them. They're not supportive mm-hmm. and new jobs. I think it's important to be dating someone who you both are willing to is let's say someone gets a promotion willing to, you're willing to take risks together and grow. Cause otherwise one or both of you at 28, 26 is going to feel like you missed out on opportunities and you sacrifice from them right. and you're going to, there's going to be resentment. So uh, I hope yeah, that you are I, both willing like- to do that. I feel like that's part of the reason we called it off too. I just like, I was so scared that I would end up marrying someone who would feel kind of like regret that that happened at a young age before we kind of got to experience like living. Yeah. Yeah. 
more I mean, than, you yeah. you can be in a relationship at, at a young age. You just have to both be willing to uh, take risks together and be supportive of um, growing. You know, I think younger couples make the mistake of of isolating themselves and suffocating each other. Yeah. So. Hopefully that's helpful. I think you're doing a great job. I give you a lot of credit and, and don't, uh, don't question your decision to follow your gut. Yeah. Thank you so much. No problem. I really appreciate it. All right. Take Good care. Good luck. Bye. Well, Amanda, thanks so much for coming. Thanks for so having me. So glad we could do this. Thanks for. By the uh, way, I'm obsessed with that diffuser. I have it in my. Oh well, kitchen. thank you. Amanda yeah, is a natural habits customer. Yeah. I am. How do your kids like it? They love it. Yeah. Like Charlie always wants to put the little drops in, and it makes the house smell really good. Yeah. Mm. Do you, yeah. do you do you when do you use it the most? I just like I put it on at night, like when we're hanging out in the living room or something. Oh, yeah. Very calming. Oh, it is. com, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Amanda, thanks so much. I really, I really do appreciate you coming. Of course. You've become a good friend fun. over the years. Uh, f- check out Amanda's book. Yeah. Um, pre-order right now. It's not out yes. quite. When's it come out? Uh, it comes out September 3rd. But the cool thing is, it, so a lot of the websites, if you pre-order it, you get like the lowest price. Oh, so cool. if it ever goes on sale and you have it on pre-order, you'll always get that price. And then something kind of cool that I did is I made an e-chapter which is like an updated chapter so if you order it on pre-order you'll also get sent that chapter Whoa. so it's like an extension of the book yeah oh that's fun so yeah there's some good tea in it people there is <laughs> it's fun um thanks for coming yeah thanks i never yeah. talked about uh, amanda telling me some guy she dated um uh, is this the small dick story? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask about I, it. I never talk about this stuff on podcast, but I knew it was going to come up with, with Nick. What is I, I was told them too much she was stuff. dating was like, someone no and early in the relationship, oh, no. uh, he just goes, listen, I know I have a little dick. <gasps> and I just think that's hysterical. And what did you say? I just, I remember I was like, this is not really happening. <laughs> and so I was, you know, I just was nice. I was like, what? Really? I don't notice. But you did. Yeah. Wait, you had already seen it when he said that? Did you notice? <laughs> did you know? Was it? Did you noticed, but did you think it was a issue? Were you like ever like. That's a yes. I'm not answering this. That's I, I, a I, yes. I didn't think it was an issue, but I mean, I noticed. I wasn't like, this is a problem, but, but you I mean, wished I noticed. it was bigger? No, I didn't say he that. He could tell you were disappointed. That's why he said it. <laughs> Did you think he could tell you were disappointed? Do you think that was just an insecurity? I think it was had, an insecurity. That and he, he had. basically oh. said this. Yeah. I don't think it was anything that I did or said. I think he just like felt insecure and like wanted to address it. And See? then you keep dating? Not much longer. Oh. But it wasn't because of that. Yeah. It I wasn't feel, that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like you dated so. for at least a minute. After. Like maybe two weeks. Anyways, I just, I remember you telling me the story and I was like, that happened, it's just a, what a wild conversation. Yeah, it was so awkward. I can imagine like dating a girl and be like, hey, listen, I just. I've had guys say that to me. You have? Like a preamble. Yeah. yeah like before think, it happens, just want to warn you. I like a warning. You do. I like knowing what I'm getting into. <laughs> do you, are we, I think we have to do a whole episode on dicks. <laughs> Like we're not dick shamers here. No, not it's just shaming. a funny story. But how you he think said a, that? It's just like notice. a funny conversation. Yeah, you think when it's micro. What about the opposite end of the spectrum? Yes. You what? Feel like I want to be in the right headspace. Yeah, like, I tape it to my leg. <laughs> if it's any indication of what you're about to yeah. get into. Yeah. But you had already hooked up with this person. Yeah. 
Mm. Anyways, I forgot to bring it up in yeah, the middle. It's funny. It was hysterical. Good Thanks story. for coming, Amanda. Yeah, All this good you. stuff and more. Let's listen to Red Flags, right? Let's listen to Red Flags. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's thank you, Rochelle. Yeah. A good takeaway. Yeah. Follow your gut. Mm-hmm. Get, you know, I, I don't, how many, man, what, how, how do we keep following our gut? If something's telling you, ask more questions. Something telling you is off. And listen, yeah. if they're hot, that's fine. You're not shallow. <laughs> but um, be willing. Maybe to a see. little shallow. Yeah. It's fine. You though. think so? It's okay yeah, to be a little shallow. Okay. I don't think liking someone because they're hot is shallow. Uh, Only dating them because they're hot is shallow. <laughs> That's the takeaway. Okay. And okay. Follow, follow, follow the red flags. Yes. Not follow them. <laughs> but like, don't follow the red flags. I hope you guys learned a lot. Yeah, <laughs> this I was did. fun. All right. Thank Amanda, cool. as always. Thanks. Great to see you. Uh, you too. Uh, thanks, guys, for, for listening. As always, we will see you next week. Crazy.